It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Chad E. Cooper is the author of Time Isn't the Problem, Four Strategies to Transform Stress into Success. And as a lifestyle coach, Chad works with CEOs, professional athletes, and people in everyday walks of life. He inspires them to grab their dreams and execute them with passion. Chad teaches people to move out of a life of fear, boredom, frustration, and exhaustion and live a life where dreams become a legendary lifestyle and where time can serve them. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk a little bit about this legendary lifestyle. Welcome, Chad. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever people may be tuning into your wonderful show. Well, thank you very much. So talk to me a little bit about this legendary lifestyle. How do you define it and how do we get it? I define it by two things. One is, I believe what people really are looking for is the answer to, is this all there is? We've seen celebrities achieve, build their empires only to get there and go, tell me there's got to be something more. And so the answer to that is is yes, and it's really about how do I make time serve me? And when we do that, it becomes the difference of just making more money versus sucking the juice out of life, because I think that's what people really want. They want to suck the juice out of life. So do you think that that's the big disconnect where people do feel the fear and the boredom and the frustration and the exhaustion that you talk about is that they're chasing money rather than purpose? I believe people are looking for balance. And we have been sold this promise that if once you achieve money, once you have the right house, once you have the right job title and the right car and the right number of children and the right number of everything, then suddenly you'll arrive, suddenly you'll have balance, and you'll have freedom. But we've seen Robin Williams, Philip Seymour Hoffman, end it tragically. We've seen five-time champion, uh, world, world uh, Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady, after he won the fourth Super Bowl, he said, I'm the guy that's got four Super Bowl rings. Tell me there's got to be something more. So how did he win the fifth? So you've had the extraordinary privilege of working with billionaires, professional athletes, champions in their industry. And I believe what we want is to find balance, to be able to look for that every day, probably unrealistic, but by week by week, we can find out what are the things that charge our batteries. And it's not about changing exactly what you're doing, but the meaning in finding purpose in the things that we pursue. So for Tom Brady, it's not about not doing football. It's about finding meaning in that. And as he won the fifth Super Bowl, how does he charge his batteries in the process? So what do you attribute that to? How did he win the fifth? How does he recharge his batteries? Well, it's about cracking the formula. He understood it's not about just getting another ring. But they came back from a deficit that no other team in the Super Bowl has ever overcome. And it comes down to knowing what your purpose is. His purpose is as a warrior and as a a competitor, he was in his element saying, we are down. The odds don't look good. Nobody's done this. And that's where he stepped up and said, the meaning that I'm going to give to this is to come in, rally his team and say, we can do the impossible. And so it's really about saying the vehicle didn't change. He still went into the second half playing football. But the meaning that they gave it, they found purpose. 
They reconnected to the emotions that they had probably when they were kids. So I believe when people are doing things, they don't want a job. They don't want a career. They want to serve their calling. And how we get from ordinary to extraordinary is by making sure that the meaning is tied to our purpose. And most people are looking for their purpose. And this book in my system shows you how to lead your life with purpose. Well, you know, interestingly, uh, for Tom Brady, I think that you stated that the fifth win is sort of a record breaker. And so perhaps that was part of his goal, too. And that makes me think about something else you address in your legendary lifestyle, which is bucket lists and the importance of them. And perhaps that fifth win was on Tom Brady's bucket list as well. Talk to me a little bit about your thoughts about bucket lists. So I don't subscribe to to to-do list. If you look at Steve Jobs, was really passionate and and was really against to-do list. Because in reality, a to-do list is nothing more than another calendar with a different skin. So we have 168 hours a week. That's one week worth of time. And if we're already filling our calendar with things that we have to do, things that wear us down, then when we look at our to-do list, we're just stacking about 200 hours worth of work and thinking, oh, well, we can do that in 168, and you'll never get that done. So the alternative to that is to be able to say you just have a capture list, and the capture list gets moved into your calendar every week, and the things that you can't say well, here's the date that I'm actually going to commit to. If you can look at it and say, hey, I want to drive a Formula One car, or I want to go do a practice, uh, practice football with Tom Brady, but you can't commit to when that's going to be, then we put it into our bucket list. This allows our head to get clear so we can actually be present with other human beings and remember that we're a human being, not a human doing. And uh-huh. then every 90 days, you can look over that bucket list. And so that's the critical thing is keep that bucket list forefront, but but don't get don't get sidetracked trying to commit to an exact time you're going to execute it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you're saying, you know what? These are things that I plan on doing. Now I've actually submitted to the Guinness World Record of the most popular bucket list items achieved, and I did that. It was over 900 items by the age of 35. Wow. That began was by just having this list saying, hey, I want to drive a Formula One car. I want to travel the world. I want to go to Australia. I want to do missionary work, all kinds of things. So this is the place where we get to dream again because we grew up and it's like, you know, I think I can be an executive. And somebody, usually somebody close to us tells us, give me a break. Get realistic. You can barely, you know, you barely got a college education. And so we get people that love us trying to protect us and destroy our dreams in the process. So our bucket list allows us to dream again. And then we can just pluck one at a time and put it into our calendar and say, okay, I want to go do this exotic trip. Let me just start with airfare or location. Let's take a look at the dates. And we can slowly move towards that. And pretty soon, you start filling up your calendar with things that actually have meaning again. Right, and there's that purpose you were talking about. Well, one statement that you make that I think is very interesting is you talk about being the cause of your future. So 97% of the world lives in the effect of other people's decisions. And we use that as an excuse to defend, deflect, or hold our stories to be true. 
And so most of us sit back and say, well, the IRS tells me I have to pay this amount, so I guess I just have to pay it. Or, well, you know, my boss tells me I have to work on the weekend. So 97% of us live in the effect of other people's decisions. But living a legendary lifestyle is living in cause. It's defining what retirement is on your terms. And so by being in cause, what we're saying is, is we're no longer going to accept what we get. If I said, Amy, I'm going to give you a raise and it's $5, most people would be like, okay, I'll just accept that. But living in cause is saying you, you understand and define your own standards and you get what you accept. You continue to get resourceful and do what it takes to actually get to that standard. Does that make sense? It does. And, and you know, a lot of what I'm hearing from anything from creating your capture list, your bucket list, your expectations and being the cause of your future is taking some responsibility. Is that kind of a key word in all of this, too, is that you, you are responsible for how you spend your time, how you think, what you dream about, how you, I mean, what are your thoughts about how responsibility plays into all of this? I would absolutely agree. Most people, when we define accountability, accountability is ownership. It's about saying that the buck stops here. It's about saying, I'm no longer going to use the excuse of the environment or the economy being in the tank or going back gangbusters and I have too much competition. It's no longer blaming external factors for where you are in life. Because the reality is, is we're all born equal by 168 hours at a time. Bill Gates said to Warren Buffett in January of this year, he says, I'm the guy that can buy anything, but I can't buy an extra hour of time. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what our economic backgrounds, you know, whether we came from rich or poor, it doesn't matter our gender, doesn't matter the color of our skin. All that matters is how you utilize and master that 168 hours. And the people that have achieved, the people that some of us may look up to, have learned how to make time work for them. And when you do that, then you're in cause and you can bring abundance into your life. Well, you can find out more about the legendary lifestyle and Chad's five-day challenge. You can go to chadecooper.com forward slash challenge. That's chadecooper.com forward slash challenge. And Chad Cooper, thank you so much for joining me today on Amy's Table and talking to us about a legendary lifestyle. A pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102.